1: So about a month after I started this podcast, I got laid off from my job after eight and a half years at the company. You guys know that. I've talked about it on this podcast before. But what you might not know is that the next day, I flew to Miami for 48 hours during Art Basel on a trip planned by my wonderful friends at Threads, Meta's still pretty new text-based social media app. The conceit of the trip was for Bravo-adjacent creators to experience the event like a real housewife might, complete with not one but two meals with someone from one of the franchises, presumably Miami. I did not know who we would be spending time with before I agreed to go on the trip, but when I found out it was Gertie, I was pumped. I was even more excited when I realized how intimate our trip was. There were only three creators there, myself and then my friends Kaya and Aaron of Bravo Wild Black. Over the course of a three-hour lunch at Mandolin, my favorite restaurant in Miami, the three of us key with Gertie, who proved herself to be the perfect choice of housewife for an experience like this. She's enthusiastic and open to anything, willing to answer any question or take part in any content idea, or spill the tea on whatever you want to know. We were still early in the current sixth season of the show, but there was a lot to talk and ask Gertie about. Her recent news that she's now cancer-free, following the breast cancer battle that we're watching her go through on the show, her then-new issues with Larsa after Larsa told everyone about her diagnosis, even though Gertie asked her not to, and a lot more. She also had just gotten back in Kathy Hilton's Christmas party in L.A., and she told us about how Crystal Kung Minkoff from Beverly Hills had uninvited her from some pre-party drinks gathering of different Bravo people at her basement bar. But also later that night, we got dinner and drinks at Swan, which is like a very clubby restaurant in Miami, and Kiki actually joined us for that final meal of the weekend, and we talked about all sorts of things, some of which I can't repeat on mic, but what struck me about spending time with Gertie is... Not only how much incredible energy she has or how much of an open book she is, but also about how much she cares about this amazing show. She wants it to succeed, get better ratings, get the promotion it deserves, earn her and her co-stars their rightful spots on Watch Happens Live, and get more of the share of the spotlight in general on Real Housewives. It's tough because while Real Housewives of Miami is arguably having the best season out of the currently airing franchises... It also is having to compete with like the All Eyes on Us reality Von T's season of Salt Lake City. It also shares a night with Beverly Hills, which is the network's top rated franchise that's having another season that's like also earning them tabloid headlines via Kyle and Mauricio's separation and all their marriage stuff. So there's a lot of noise for Miami to be competing with, especially in its first season since jumping from Peacock back to Bravo, which is where its first three seasons aired. So there's a lot for it to compete with. And I think, you know, I bring that up because you you're reminded that like these shows are jobs for these women too. like it's fun and they get famous through it and they get big social media followings and they make headlines in the press and they get to do interviews like this and and all those things. But ultimately, this is their job and they want it. They want it to continue. They want it to do well for them. And with Gertie, you, I really felt that passion and I really appreciated that passion because I think. I think a lot of the women are like that, but not all the women are like that. I've i I've experienced some women who, you know, they're a little bit jaded with this, I think. And they kind of take their this platform and this opportunity for granted. It doesn't last forever for anybody, but I think but I think for Gertie to be so open about the fact that she wants it to continue for herself. She wants the show to continue to grow and succeed. And those aren't things that necessarily other housewives talk about. And I guess this wasn't a public forum, so we were kind of in a private setting, but it was really interesting to hear her talk about like those kind of things and discuss, and discuss those things. But you know what? Sleep on our ladies in South Florida at your own peril, because they continue to deliver, and today's episode of Gabbing with Gibb is proof of that. Today's episode features a new interview with Gertie, where she caught me up on the latest with her health and how she's adjusting to her new day-to-day schedule before we jumped into their recent reunion taping in New York, the Larsa drama, Nicole's ongoing tension with Alexia and Marisol where Gertie sees hope for reconciliation within this group moving forward, and much more. We also talked about their iconic in the making Mexico City trip that's airing right now. It's really delivering on all fronts. So don't forget to tune in to The Real Housewives of Miami on Wednesdays at 9pm after Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Bravo, or stream it the next day on Peacock. And before we get to my interview with Gertie, please make sure you're subscribed to Gabbing with Gib wherever you're listening to this. Subscribe to us on YouTube, following us on socials, and please give us a five-star rating or a nice review if you have the time. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the interview. I want to gab. Okay, so today we're gathering with Gertie Abrea, one of the stars of The Real Housewives of Miami. Gertie and I have done an interview before, but more notably, we spent a full day together in Miami back in December during Art Basel as part of an influencer trip with Threads, and we had the best time together. So I'm excited to get some more time with Gertie to catch up, see how she's feeling that we're deeper into the season. Gertie, thanks for being here. How are you?
0: I'm amazing. I would love to see you, darling. You look amazing.
1: Thank you. You too. We, we had the best time together, Mandolin at Swan. <laughs> we were eating oh, the well.
0: The food. Yeah. the food was incredible.
1: And we were <laughs> eating well. Okay, so Gertie. I mean, so obviously, this entire season has been an emotional roller coaster that that we've been on with you. You know, I'm sure this is not how you thought the season was going to go for you when when it started filming. We've seen you get your diagnosis, go through treatment, several surgeries. I guess my first question is like. What did you think this season was going to look like for you before like when it started? Because you obviously had life plans that were curtailed because of everything that went on with your health. What do those two things did look like differently to you?
0: Well, I went into filming, I already had known that, you know, about one of the two diagnoses. you know, there's an invasive and there's a non-invasive right. cancer. So the week before is when it was official that I had the invasive and that Got we had it. to start to, tre- to talk about treatment. So the shock value was intense, but I still went into it like, you know what i'm gonna share, i'm gonna let the girls know I'm gonna gather them at my own time, so I you know and and then we're just gonna make this an educational thing while I go through treatment i'm gonna share it all, and it's gonna be beautiful, and my viewers are gonna be educated and yada, 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 and then came the curveball, right never in my mind, stupid Gertie, did I think that blind spot that I was gonna I, I have it questioned, have it gossiped you know a gossip and it's just that it became a storyline and i'm right. like no it's not a storyline this is my story this is my life so it was a real interesting season i don't regret a thing but quite quite shocking the way yeah. that it, it all unfolded for everyone to see
1: yeah and we'll get into that but i i, I also want to check in obviously everyone was so relieved to hear at BravoCon that you are cancer free and yeah. i'm just curious like I guess once you get that that kind of official, okay, you are cancer-free, do you start to try to put your day-to-day life back together that it was like, or is there a totally new normal for you? What does that look like?
0: It's a different normal, and I'm still trying to adjust to it because, okay. you know, things happen, right? Life happens, your perspective happened, and this is Gertie 2.0, so I'm not thinking the same way anymore. It's very different. So for me, it, it in in a sense, you know, I slowed way down on weddings you know, literally I have no weddings coming up just because I had to put that on pause to take care of me before I took care of others. And then secondly, I wake up now just seeing, how do you feel? Like, you know, do you feel like getting up? And I've just, I pace myself and I listen to my body and I meditate now more and mm. I go for walks. So I start with physical activity, uh, with Russell, <laughs> sometimes, wow. We have different versions of the activity that we do, but <laughs> we love to go walking, running, doing that whole thing and just getting me good. And then I'm able to do good, you know, so you feel good, you do good. Yeah. So it's,
1: so it's an energy thing, kind of a lot of days. It's like, where do I stand energy wise?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there are obviously deadlines, you know, I do a lot of collaborations now. I'm very involved in a lot of, you know, cancer related uh, foundations and and uh, industry. So I'm doing a lot of, um you know, online social media collabs and I love it. So now my day to day looks different. It's more fun to be honest and it's less stressful
1: yeah totally okay so let's get into what we were alluding Uh to before you know (laughs) let's talk about larsa she spread your news to the rest of the group even though you asked her not to yeah do you do you said you said you have no regrets but do you regret telling her first or be her her being one of the first ones that was
0: not even it was not even a planned thing at all it was just that you know we had this luncheon to clarify where we stood as friends and i explained to her exactly why i thought she was the fakest. You don't see the details of that lunch, but there's a 40-minute lunch where we go back and forth. And then towards the end, as we're making up, and, and she's just kind of like testing me, like, you're going to cry? and am going stop crying. And it was kind of like, I have cancer. Like, you know, you see what I'm saying? So the intent of that luncheon was not to tell her I had cancer. It was to put perspective into our relationship. Mm-hmm. And he got... When you started luncheon and the person said, you're not going to cry, are you? N- nothing good is going to come out of it. So right. I was already on my way out, checked out of that conversation. And it just, it got me emotionally, um, you know, stressed and I learned, blur- I blurted it out. And when I did, I didn't regret it. Cause I'm like, you know what, this is a way for us to start fresh. Yeah. And now that you, you know, when I say test, I say, yeah, I was testing her. It was in a way to say, I'm extending this trusted value to you because now I want you to see that I do consider you back in my life as a friend. She would, would never, she would never have been the fourth person if I had calculated it properly, but I did it. So it was just kind of like one of those things. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Okay, fine. I told her, but let's consider this a test of our friendship. And then she went and did what she did. Right. And then I'm like, damn, stupid me. I shouldn't be surprised. This is what I'm dealing with. When sure. people show you who you are, believe them.
1: Sure. <laughs> and and since then, I think there's been various kind of ways that she has explained why she did or she's tried to on the show, but also in the media. I've seen different things given. and
0: you recently was she with
1: you recently no or- no she i did I, I interviewed larsa at the beginning of this season but i had nicole at the i had nicole on a couple of weeks ago and okay. i actually I, I i talked to nicole about it and i was like you know i guess the 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 reason that larsa has given is like she thought that she agreed not to say it to the media not necessarily the rest of the group mm-hmm. and nicole is basically like you know if it seems like she didn't have ill intent by spreading it to the rest of the group but to me it's or i guess to a lot of people it's like she just hasn't really fully apologized for what she did basically is what, what, where do you stand after you sort of watch some of the stuff back on the show, seeing some of the stuff in the media, how has any of that affected how you think about it? So,
0: so mind you that I found out that she told two strangers and then the girls, and then, you know, went on to, to have bubbly, you know, and have the party for more mm-hmm. this five day, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> exodus. Uh, and so I'm looking at it like, wow, all this time until I watched that episode, the girls, you know, the, that were there at her party where she told them, they were like, Oh, no, she meant well. No, really, honestly, she was so stressed. And I'm like, Okay, benefit of the doubt. So that's how I'm able to move on into, you know, continuing, um, you know, hanging around her. I will go to Mexico, you see us good, the whole thing. And then it wasn't until I watched the whole episode, I'm like, Wait, where is the she meant well? She's so concerned about you. She really wasn't. It was a two minute, I'm stressed. Gertie has cancer. Oh my God, And what am I going to wear? It was very, very lowbrow what she did. And I don't think she understands the severity of it, the delicacy of the actual matter and how it affected me. So it became a her thing and her stress and her. It wasn't her fault. I never, at the luncheon, if you notice, I never mentioned the media. I said to her, I'm not ready to tell the girls. You're actually the fourth person I'm telling. Please keep it in confidence until I'm ready to. She jokes about... Oh, I'm going to run into TMZ. So uh, she's funded in her head about what she thought I meant is beyond. But the fact that at the end of the day, is like, I know what I said. You saw the the clip. You would think that her spin on social media would be like, Hey, Gertie is not ready to receive me right now, but I know I watch it back. I feel horrible and I'll be patient until we can have that conversation.
1: But you haven't gotten that. Right.
0: So you'll see at the reunion how it goes down. Um, yeah. And a lot of, Words have, have words changed, and I I made myself very, very, very clear.
1: Did you get your apology?
0: You will have to watch and see. Okay.
1: You will have
0: to watch and see.
1: Okay. Because I will say in last night's episode where you're in Mexico City, you guys go to that church. I thought that that church scene is one of the most powerful, profound scenes that we've seen on Housewives in a very long time, any franchise. I thought it was done really well. We you know you're both sitting there praying getting emotional and she puts your, her arm around you you kind of lean into her and it's a very unlikely moment but it was beautiful and so it was sort of like oh i, I, I as the a viewer i was like of, yeah as a viewer be? i was like oh my god why can't this be the moment to move forward why can't this just oh, be you know
0: oh keep yeah. watching darling uh, keep watching okay
1: oh you know i will
0: oh boy the viewers are going to be stunned uh you know it just gets it's a roller coaster with her and I. And by the way, I never had an issue with Larsa ever. And also, by the way, the beginning of this whole "Who's the fakest of them all"? I mean, is it a lie? Where's the lie? Can you? Is the lie here? Where's the where? where, where Gertie. looking for the lie. Gertie. So the thing is, where's the lie physically, right? And it's okay. It's fine. You are a different person before and after. We understand, but. I had layers in which I meant also you have been fake to me because of this. Mm. this, that at the reunion, I explained exactly what she did and what she confessed to as to why I called her the fakest. Okay. So you're going to see the purification because I don't come for no one unless it come for me first. And I'll tell you right now receipts.
1: Okay. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that moment. I also wanted to ask you Gertie about just continuing to film some of these more intense group scenes and go on the trips mm-hmm. as you were going through all of this, because you you held up so well, but then there were a couple moments where it clearly became too much for you. How is it too much? Was it like a mental exhaustion thing? Was it a physical thing? Was it kind of all of the above?
0: Well, that's a good question because, you know, stress to me, like people are like, oh my gosh, she's so fragile. Gertie, sit down. Are oh, you okay? Oh, don't get her right. or You don't get cancer from stress. Number one. Okay. <laughs> Google it. Number two. This is social stress, so it's one of those things where, like, after you you know, it's one and done. You argue with someone. To me, I go home, I decompress, and I'm good. So this is not like work stress where it's like, oh my god, the deadline, I screwed up, I did this. So this is one of those things where I go to these events trying to get away from the doctor's appointment, the phone calls, the injections, and all that stuff. And then I'm like, I want to have a good time. Oh god, darn it! You know, you guys are doing this. I could have been home doing that. So it's one of those things where, like, perspective. Remember that you have it good. Remember to appreciate each other and let benefit of the doubt. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to spread the freaking gospel, man. They not right. let me.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, this, it's this weird push and pull of like being yes. sensitive to what you are going through and that, you yeah. know, these little pettier arguments don't mean as, enough when as any, anything compared to what you're going through. Right. But also it's like, I guess they got to keep the drama going on for the group. So it's, it's this weird push and pull. Right. And like, that I can totally sense. see how it'd be, how it would just be like exhausting. Just like even just be sitting there.
0: Yeah. And I do want to say that the girls, you know, again, it's a show. Everything's compressed. Right. They have been there for me.
1: It seems that seven, way. Yeah. Seven,
0: seven of them. No, seven of them. Okay. Seven of them have been there for me consistently wholeheartedly and really check in like how are you but for real Gertie and then there's another you know the two others that I I, I will you will see at the reunion because boy does it get feisty it gets feisty and alliances change things change everything's changed people are just kind of seeing the things for what they really are and me calling it out at the reunion and making everyone confirm or deny what they what they feel about certain situations.
1: So we'll see a lot of the group dynamic switch up at the reunion. You're saying? Oh
0: yes. You'll be very surprised. Very surprised. Really?
1: Yeah. Oh Yes. I'm guessing that are the two, do their, do their name start with L? Is that what you're alluding to?
0: One of them does. The other okay. one you have to see. Honey.
1: Okay. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. But I um, think that if you
0: watch the show, you can kind of get a sense of like, you know, okay, this person is like, um, we call them mascot. <laughs> The mascot and so you'll see the mascot at the reunion and we'll, we'll
1: okay uh, okay um i mentioned nicole earlier gertie and I, she found herself at the center of this drama on the show at the mother's day luncheon where anna showed up and we saw alexia and marisol really put a lot of the blame on her instead of adriana who is the person that brought anna and anna was yeah. kind of in contact with her what did you make of how that all played out as one of nicole's best friends
0: Well, you saw that. I'm like, I put him in a place. I had to walk out. And I'm like, you guys make this thing right. This is ridiculous. Nicole had nothing to do with it. Yes, she confirmed that the invitee could be invited. Okay, so this is like a, a second layer invitation. Adriana invited Anna. Anna asked Nicole, you know, I was invited. Is it okay if I come? Nicole has no issues with her. She doesn't even know the backstory between all these girls. And she's like, yeah, sure. It's been 10 years. And at the reunion, you will see the sequence of communication which leads Nicole to believe like everything's great. Right. And then at the reunion, they're trying to spin it like, no, no, no. So it's a, a lot of clarification at the reunion. However, I don't know if the, you know Alexia and Marisol walked away saying, okay, Nicole's a saint. And I still don't understand why, okay. but you'll have to, it's a, it's it's just, it's a shit.
1: Let me ask you this, because Nicole, she was not aware of the stuff with Anna and what she said about Alexia and Marisol, or about Marisol more were you aware of what she had said before that luncheon?
0: Well, at the lunch at, at Marisol's event, you 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 know, I know that there was a podcast with Velvet Rope I think where or and Anna's on the podcast saying yeah. or her daughter says actually, "Oh, uh, Marisol is like a walking corpse." That's what the words are. Kiki saw the podcast but the loss in translation, she goes into to Marisol and says, "Oh, she calls you like she wishes you were like dead or something like that." Oh. And, that's where it's like, wait, got what, it. And so, and also she, apparently one of them questioned Steve Marisol's husband's um, sexuality. And that's what, and I can understand that off. Of course. I mean, right. I with of course. Of my husband, absolutely. Not. But so, did you, did you know about that before the luncheon? No, or, I didn't okay, know. about so that the was Steve after. Luncheon. I, I, yeah. 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 So I was kind of like, oh, that's not nice, but yeah. is it detrimental and like the world's going to shake and, you know, I don't know. That's, you know, but I understand.
1: What do you think the issue is between Marisol, Alexia, and Nicole? Like, I feel like they can never really fully get on the on the same ground.
0: I just don't even. It never started on the right right you know playing field because of the whole who do you trust the Lee's game and the you know yeah. Larsa you know the baby and the whole thing that happened with that. So it never got started right, and I think people have egos, and then they get into their feelings, and it's i am I'm gonna show you. So there's a, a layer of like. We need to prove that she's not trustworthy or we need to prove that she has bad intent. I don't know how they can come back to the middle. But again, to me, it's always like that benefit of the doubt. Unless it's blatantly like you did this, like I have a reason to argue with Larsa. Everyone can confirm that. With them, there's a lot of, Cloud gray areas. And I feel like that she just kind of like wipe the board clean and start writing with a black marker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, Gertie, the other kind of drama I want to ask about one of your friends is you and Kiki continue to get closer over the years. And I and I well, love your friendship yeah. so much. And she had a big blow up with Lisa on this past episode on the gondola. And yeah. what's interesting about that moment to me is that. I'm guessing if you were in the moment, you weren't really sure that it was like about a bigger or they both were thinking about bigger things sort of as they were right. arguing about like feeding the dogs or throwing the juice box. But it was actually Lisa just signed some divorce papers and Kiki was offended by some of the comments they were making because of how she grew up. What did you I- wh- how are you thinking about? that fight in the moment and then how is i guess watching the show back or talking to kiki about it change her perspective on it
0: very good question that's exactly right when you're in the middle of the moment i'm like well is so, why is she getting so mad i didn't understand um the reaction but kiki all she said everyone was telling lisa sit down sit down i'm not right. lisa i'm like no no don't just sit down and she didn't listen and Kiki says it, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, you. So it was a very kind of like scapegoat. snap kind of snap, like, Right, right, you know, right, right. Totally. Like a scapegoat yeah. Scapegoat behavior to say, I'm going to just pick on you and tell you off, because I think I can. And when she saw Kiki was not having it today, Satan, uh, she, she you know, tested her. Kiki got up, threw a little juice box, and it's kind of like the fight of the juice box. Who knew that juice box would be used as a weapon <laughs> of mass destruction? It? So it was really interesting. but. I only learned later when I, mm-hmm. and I knew Kiki's story because, you know, I, I knew her before the show. You know, she's she, she yeah. my friend. And so I already knew that there was a, a new, new instance about it that I knew it had to, to do with her growing up. And she does say like, you know, where I grow up, like, you know, this is an issue, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we get to learn really deeply what it is. So
1: it feels like, you know, on both sides, there's an understandable di- different yes. perspective they weren't seeing again in that sort of tunnel vision of the moment, right? On that 100%. boat. hundred
0: percent. Yeah. It gets in, it gets intense yes. Week
1: yes mm. okay <laughs> oh my god there's there's a lot going on with mexico trip i have to say there's the julia element which is really heartbreaking to see some of these yeah. moments so it's yeah oh. yeah wow but
0: I'm, I'm next to her crying as well because you know right. i understand her feeling and you know my past with my brother and his nieces. Yep. so you see i see babies that are not doing well and then we got an issue and I, we didn't know about this so we're just gonna like the wind shifts it was the most bizarre thing the wind shifts and we're like oh it's getting cloudy and then we turn it's like what's happening with we couldn't understand what was going on.
1: I'm calling it, So on a uh, real house of New York back in the day, they had the boat ride from hell. This is the gondola ride from hell. So that's, that's what I'm calling it. It's yeah. trendy,
0: it, baby, make it trend. Cause that was some crazy stuff. And next week is when you see, I'm going to call it the beautiful, horrific symphony. I'm going to okay. call it that. Okay. And <laughs> you will see what I mean. And, and simply okay. by music and the whole population <laughs> of that. It's intense. Next Love week it. is must see TV in the worst and best way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen that's how we like our housewives uh okay so gertie when i i'm gonna ask you a couple of things about the reunion that, that are just uh, quick question just give me a name of who kind of falls into that category okay who does the most apologizing
0: Ooh, L- larsa i guess ish okay <laughs> yeah
1: who screams yeah. the most
0: ah all of us Winner takes all, all of us <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's miami we can't help it
1: right who cries the most
0: Me. Yes. And Lisa.
1: Okay. Who was in the hot seat the most?
0: Clarissa.
1: Okay. And who changed your mind the most? Alexia. Really? Okay.
0: Yes. Yes, Alexia. Mm
1: -hmm. And then Andy Cohen posted on his Instagram story during his lunch break that he could hear two women fighting.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Were you one of those people? No. Okay. So you were not involved in the whole apparently
0: my name was being called, so someone had my back, honey. And I and okay, I,
1: so you were so you were maybe a, a factor in the fight, but you were not one of the the people yelling in the hallway
0: I was not one of the do people you know guys, who so was wanted, yelling in the hallway? I wanted to go out that door and just jump right in too and then something said Gertie now just save it for the save it for the cameras on the chair the chair baby you gotta tell tell it like it is on the okay. chair so okay. okay
1: good strategy. and then Gertie, I mean just in general this has been an I feel like every season since the Miami reboot, this is our third one back. It's been—they've all been banner seasons to me. They've all been amazing seasons of Housewives. I mean, and you film the reunion. We have more to see on the actual show. But where does the group stand right now? What does the future look like for this group in terms of going forward?
0: It's very uncertain in a way where it's like there's attempt to kind of in some some relationships like okay you know we'll see or, or there's apologies but it's really real. So you know people are petty. People are sensitive and you know people are just very in their feelings and so it's very interesting because i walked out of there not even knowing myself what's gonna happen so there is some resolve for sure good steps taking forward for sure um the viewers will be happy i think with the overall outcome but definitely a lot to desire for next season future seasons ahead okay for sure like, a lot of things that are like questionable like i can't wait to see what's going to happen with that or who and what it's a lot
1: right because to me it's like housewives part of the thing is conflict resolution right so it's like how do we but some of these things it's like how do you move forward with for some of this stuff it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around it i'm sure absolutely. in your position
0: absolutely yes yeah that's the problem
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, Gertie, I'm I always love chatting with you. I, you know, I love he- seeing you so healthy and happy and and just thank figuring you. out what your day to day life looks like going forward. It seems like you're at you're at peace with sort of what this new normal is for you. And um yeah. again, I just always love chatting with you.
0: I love it and I love the bookcases, approved, oh, thank approved across the board, honey. Thank I you so it. much.
1: Color coded baby. <laughs>
0: Gorgeous! I do the same with my closet. Love Another it.
1: time I give you a tour. Oh my god! Yes, Gertie, thank you so much. I'm excited to see the rest of the season, the reunion. It sounds like we're in for some great TV. So I love thank you, you guys you so much. Yep. yep.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes, and subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on YouTube to watch full length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and keep up with all things Gabbing with Gib at Gabbing with Gib on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gib is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.